Good evening, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Monday, February 6, 2023, and this is another episode of Lots to Talk About. And this evening, I will be talking with Elise Saunders. Uh, Elise, uh, <laughs> Elise let go of Elise a, a while ago. Uh, they sold most of her, her and her husband sold most of their belongings, and they hit the road with their two cats in April of 2021. They're staying in Airbnb since then, and they've been traveling the country with a plan to take this journey international this year in 2023, and they don't be, appear to be stopping with what they're doing. Um, so I would like to welcome to the show, uh, lots to talk about with Elise Saunders. Welcome to the show, Elise. How are you doing? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem. No problem. I'm glad to have you on. I, I saw your, uh, your profile and it said, uh, another nomad and we've kind of launched. So I was, uh, excited to, uh, bring someone on that was also kind of in that lifestyle. Totally different though, as you're, you're kind of going and staying with others and we're kind of taking our home with us, but exactly. where are you right now? Yeah. So we're in Georgetown, Texas, and we are in the throes of preparing for our trip to Greece. So we leave in, let's see, like a month and a few days. Uh, we'll be talking to you from Greece at that point. <laughs> nice, nice. Do you plan on just, you're going to one country when you go? Are you staying right in Greece for an extended period of time? Or are you going to go travel around in Europe? Um, so we are getting a long-term visa. So that's why the process right now is so complicated for us because we're uh, getting the financially independent persons visa, which will allow us to stay for one year instead of just the 90 days, you know, the 90 in uh, 90, 180, you know. Right. So um, we will be able to stay just in Greece, according to our visa, like literally they're requiring us to fly directly from the U.S., no stops into Greece itself. And then we can travel around Greece, but we can't go anywhere outside of Greece unless we're coming back home to the U.S. Okay. Okay. So is this is this going to be kind of like a, a go, stay, and then come back, and then go somewhere else? Is that is that kind of your 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 long term plan? Yeah. So I mean, you know, from starting 2024, we want to do this with Portugal. We want to do this with Spain, France. So, you know, we, we just want to keep going, seeing if we can get the long-term or digital nomad visa, stay for about a year-ish in that country, travel all around that country, really enjoy it, see lots of different places, and, you know, then hop to something completely different. So when we originally imagined this, we thought we would hop and bop through Europe pretty much encompassing all of the same countries, right? So we wanted to visit all the countries I just listed. Now, the way that it's actualizing is that we're still doing that. We're just doing it um, to where we're doing one country at a time rather than hopping and bopping every like 90 days. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's not, it's less of a backpacking through Europe and a more of immersing yourself in different cultures for a, a longer period of time. Exactly. We're nice. accomplishing the same thing, but yeah, we're just doing right. it a little bit differently than we imagined. 
Right. I mean, that all changes. It all changes. We we imagined ourselves like moving every week, and we do. We prefer moving uh, every week or two week, but uh, we've been in the same spot for four months, I think. So we found some spot and uh, we had to let things shake out with selling our, our property that we were leaving. Um, and so we just got comfortable here. And so then, you know, we're going to wait until it's time to move and then we're going to take off and hopefully move for quite a while. And then we might sit down for a little while and, and it all changes. It all changes. You envision what you want to do and then reality hits or preferences hit and experiences change. But anyway, Anyway, the the reason I brought you on. So, where were you? So, introduce yourself. So, you're Elise Saunders. Yeah. Let me let my audience know kind of who you are, what you do currently, and then I want to circle back and figure out how you got there. Sure. So, uh, I'm a digital nomad travel blogger. So, digital nomad, first of all, of course digital i can run all of my businesses virtually online with a laptop an ipad or a phone right nomad constantly traveling travel blogger we help other people who want to have this life of being a digital nomad but aren't really sure how to do that right all of the pieces of that so we help others to have this life but as a digital nomad myself, my digital nomad job, if you will, is I own a bookkeeping company. So this was something that I started several years ago, many years ago. Um, and I love the fact that I can do it from the road, right? And my husband retired. Um, and so he is amazing at making all of this happen. He takes care of our cats that we travel with. We have two kitties. They're going to Greece too. Don't worry. Oh, nice. And, <laughs> and so, um, you know, he takes care of like grocery shopping and uh, the dishes. He cleans the Airbnbs that we stay at, right? He does all the laundry. And then, you know, I'm doing the uh, more traditional work, if you will. And then, you know, we figure out how to go out and play together. But so that's what I'm currently doing right now. Yeah, nice. That that kind of sounds like my setup. My wife, my wife is a is a scheduler for a hospital, so she she does that remotely, and um, I'm building all of this stuff. Slow, slow little income streams trickling in, um, and uh, building those. But she's she's kind of like the, my sugar mama at the moment, and uh, I, I appreciate it greatly because I enjoy what I do right now, and I, I hope to be able to continue. So, um, but anyway. You are a digital nomad now. You set up the bookkeeping business. Was that before you decided to start traveling? Were you doing that yeah. and you realized, hey, I can do this anywhere? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, even before the bookkeeping, I had a major uh, corporate career. You know, I was making six figures, sick, very, very ill, very, very miserable, wanted to not be ill anymore, wanted to be back loving life, actually feeling my emotions, feeling joy and happiness. And so that was when, you know, I realized that so much of 
my illness was coming from how I felt and what I was thinking in regards to that job, how unfulfilling my life truly felt, even though I'd worked for it all my life, thinking when I finally get to this point, life is going to be perfect and happy and joyous. And, you know, that didn't really happen. And so once I was like, well, crap, that didn't work out like I thought it was going to. I made the choice of I've got to do something different. And so that was when Greg and I talked about it. And I was like, how can I take all of the skills that I have and translate that into something where I can work for myself? And then, you know, bookkeeping came into my life. I like the universe. I have no, I love how the universe does stuff, right? Like you get some random email about a bookkeeping course just at the very right moment. And you're like, Oh, what's this? Let me look at this. And then like a few months later, I'm taking the course and getting ready to open my own business. And, you know, I'm just like, thank you for that email. It transformed my life. I have no idea right. where it came from. And, um, you know, so yeah, I was doing the bookkeeping business for several years, built up a successful business, loved working for myself, loved being able to live by my own moral code, loved being able to work or not work based on getting in touch with my body and what did I need in that moment, in that day, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I, I, I always fall to the fact that I want to be doing something that I make the decisions and I suffer the consequences. Um, I was always sick of people making stupid decisions and me having to deal with it. Right. <laughs> like that, that's always the thing that bothers me. Like it, I'm a serial job hopper though. Like I'm a, I'm a three to five years and something else, three to five years and something else. And now that I'm doing stuff for myself, um, I think I could do it forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. No, it's perfect. That's how you know when you have hit the gold, you have found the thing that you are meant for, at least right now, because of course it changes and evolves. But right. you know, for right now, in this moment, you're doing the thing that you were meant to do. So that's awesome. That's why we get this feeling of, I could go forever. Right, right, right. Um, where where were you when you were before you took off and before you started traveling? Were you in Texas? Yeah, so we were out of uh, Dallas, Texas. We had an apartment there, you know, very traditional two bedroom apartment, really beautiful, lovely home. But, you know, I really once I had developed that bookkeeping business and okay, you know, I, I'm building my business and then it's like, now what? right? What, what's the next thing? Is it just more of just this? Like, you know, like I sit on this in the same place on the same couch, looking at the same four walls, my car knows how to drive wherever it wants to go without me at this point. And just the lack of engagement that I had to have in my life just wasn't working for me. I was doing severe and I shouldn't say severe, I should say significant trauma healing at this time with a guide. And as I continued to heal and heal and became more powerful and powerful, I just wanted more. I wanted to max out what it means to fully live. I right. really like re realized I was not 
living, much less fully living. I wasn't really living at all. I was just doing these rudimentary tasks and coasting and coping through my life. And so I wanted more than that at that point, right? I want to live. I want to be on fire. I want to create something. I want to experience everything that there is to experience. I want to grow as a person and really challenge myself. And sitting at home in Dallas, Texas was not going to get it done. I knew that I had to be out in the world and pushing myself, putting myself in situations that all sorts of things, good, bad, you know, all of it would challenge me and help me to grow. And I wanted that. So that was kind of the, the birth of what we've been able to create. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That that's, that's fantastic. Like that you realize that, 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 that opportunity just kind of hit you in the head and you went, Oh, okay. This makes sense. Um, so you were in a two bedroom apartment. Did you have a ton of stuff you had to get rid of? Did you get rid of everything or do you have like storage somewhere? Like we have everything we own with us. Like we don't have anything stashed anywhere. We don't have a storage, secret storage locker. Like our trailer and our truck is everything we own. That's awesome. So we have a five by 10 storage unit where we kept precious artwork um, and, uh, you know, photos right? Childhood photos, uh, things like that. It's, I mean, five by 10, if you think about it, that's like a really small closet. It's not a lot of space at all. Um, you know, but we, we really just say that like what we have, it fits in our car, like the stuff that we carry. Right. So we were able to pare that down. Now I will tell you to answer your question We years when Greg and I first got married, so that would have been 13 years ago, we had the large two story Texas home. Right. And, you know, with uh, the family room and the living room and the dining room and the breakfast room and, you know, like all that. (laughs) And so at that point, I told Greg, I have this crazy idea. I think that, you know, we should downsize and. So we took a, what was it, a 32-foot U-Haul over to Goodwill and just said, you know, here's, here's what we're letting go of. We went on to downsize three more times, I believe. I believe it was three. So I think it was four altogether that we downsized. Greg's not here, I would confirm. <laughs> memory, memory is a little fuzzy on that one. But um Yeah. So we downsized multiple times. And when I left my job, we really prepared for the fact that I was leaving a six figure salary with zero clients at the time. And so we um, actually went into a 600 square foot one bedroom apartment. It was so adorable because when I got my very first client like I had to wake Greg up out of the bed. I'm like, you have to get out of bed. I got to meet with my client and the video camera, like faced him while he's like over there snoring and sleeping. I'm like, at least roll over to the other side so they can't see you. So nice. it was tiny for us, right? right? It was tiny for us. It was 600 square foot. And so, you know, at that point, I got my clients, you know, was building my business, but we had downsized into that small of a space 
to make sure that I would be able to get on my feet without significant pressure of lots of bills. So, you know, we, we still had Greg's salary, but that that's a significant chunk of change in your lifestyle to say goodbye to overnight. But we both were committed to this is what we need to do. We've got to get me healthy. We've got to get me happy. Right. And we've got to get me into a situation that is going to allow me to rest and heal and do that work that I was really wanting to do. So it just allowed me to like lay down and take a nap or lay down and cry or, you know, go outside for a walk, whatever it was I needed to do. So that really worked out well. So it was a small space, but that whole transition was definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we went from uh, like an 1800 square foot farmhouse with a detached garage and a 10 by 20 shed and two outbuildings and chickens and like, into uh, a 32 foot camper in a F two fifty, like we we did a severe severe purge of our life, and um, like we were just talking about it this weekend. My wife and I were just like, I want I'm ready to get rid of more shit. Like I'm I'm so over stuff. Um, my interview that aired last week, um, the gentleman is actually trying to get to an extreme minimalist. He's actually trying to get to 100 items that he owns in his life or less Wow! like can count 100 items and i'm like i wonder and we started talking about it we're like so just do like the pots and pans do we split those are they like halvesies or like how does that work (laughs) i was like i think i think she's serious (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that's the really cool thing about you know greece really being like level two for us in this transition because we each will have one personal suitcase, right? So all of a suitcase with like my clothes and toiletries and stuff, Greg will have the same. We have one suitcase that is a combination of household, cat, business, right? And then that's, that's it. Other than the cats themselves, Greg's bike, because he's a road cyclist, so he has the road bike. Um, and then the stand, right. That the, that you can fix the bike on. So that's, that's coming as well. So, you know, we're literally going from our front and back seat completely filled to the brim that, you know, you can't put anything else possibly in the car, uh, that's not having to be riding on the roof and we have a turtle shell, right? So we've got the storage, uh, on top of the car. The car is filled to the brim. And so, you know, Greece is going to be that next level because we're going to, you know, just now be down to a single suitcase, each individual, you know, for our individual belongings. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I love the freedom that not, that not having stuff allows, right? It was such a internal filler for me. Because I wasn't full on my own, I was just hollow and empty, really, uh, that this stuff made me feel full. You know, it wasn't real, obviously, but it did. It gave me this sense of fullness. And so now I don't need that fake type of fulfillment. 
And so I'm just really excited to see how this next transition of going down to one suitcase is going to work. Greg has been doing a great job of already paring stuff down. Yeah, we're we're talking about getting smaller. Like we were actually before this, we we were out uh, after she got done with work today. We were outside talking about how we want to get into a smaller camper um, and get less stuff. And but we have three Saint Bernards with us, so um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, but so you've kind of answered the question. So when you got rid of your lease, you you ended up going. Um, you decided to go Airbnb. Yep. That kind of route. Um, and you kept a car. I was going to ask, did you f- kind of fly? Have you been driving place to place? You kept your car. So you had some storage. You had like a safe space. Um, how's that gone? Uh, amazing. We've been on the road now, I think over 650 or 80 days or something. I don't know. I'm losing track. But, um, you know, consecutively. And it has just been incredible. It's one of those things that, you know, we've been in, in Georgetown for a couple of months as we've been, you know, in, in my bookkeeping, I've got to do end of year. We're catching up on all of the destination guides that we offer on our website, uh, catching up on photo editing, you know, just kind of riding out the winter here and mm-hmm. preparing for the next step with Greece. It's been nice to be here for a couple of months. But in general, we travel every week to every 30 days to a different location. And truthfully, I'm not tired of it. I can't see in my future ever stopping right now. Like maybe taking another break for another couple months because this was just kind of nice to catch up on some things without having to move. But overall, I absolutely love this life. Don't know that I can see myself stopping anytime soon. I I could agree. We're we're only six. Uh, well, uh, September end of September was when we when we took off, and uh, we constantly look at each other and say, even if we like, our plan is to buy um, small parcels, kind of every place that we like. And then have a place where we can stay for free, like buy an acre. Like we don't need a lot of room to pull a trailer on. And and especially if it's in the woods, like, okay, I'll just go pull my trailer back in the back and we'll just stay back there. Um, But that's kind of our plan. And we're like, even if we stop someplace for a while and set up, we're still going to go. We're like, we don't want to be rooted anywhere. And I, I totally get your sentiment there. So have you traveled kind of like the whole country in those 600 days? Have you stayed like generally in one area or you've been everywhere? So uh, the very first year we traveled the East coast. And then last year we traveled the West coast. Okay. Okay. Which do you prefer? Uh, the West Coast. I mean, that that was a dream. Come on. I got to hike Glacier. I got to see Yellowstone for the first time, Teton. We went up the California coast to so many of the places that I had never seen. We spent two months in Utah, which was just absolutely mind-blowing. It was a, a dream come true. So, I mean, this year, we really put a lot of thought into where we wanted to be and what experiences that we wanted to have. 
And so I just, you know, went for it. Like, I love hiking. So I'm like, let me look at all of the places I've ever dreamed of hiking. Right. You know, Colorado, Arizona. I mean, oh my gosh, it was just, it was an absolute dream every bit of it i even got to take ski lessons in santa fe which has been on like my dream wish list since i was 20 years old nice. and like my 20 year old self was just so excited to be skiing and mind-blowing i was actually decent at it i am not a, a sports inclined person at all but see, this is the type of cool, amazing thing that when you get out there on the road, you have these opportunities to have these experiences that you've never had before. Right. And, you know, I've gotten to check so much off of the, oh my gosh, I would love to list. And last year was just absolutely amazing. It was like truly like a dream. Yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of, so we're, we're setting up our next leg of we're taking off. We have a client to meet in Tennessee at the end of April. And we're kind of like figuring out what our next, our next, when we take off where we're going to head. And that's kind of what we looked at. We're like, so what do we enjoy doing? Um, okay. So we want to go rock hounding. So there's a diamond mine between here and Tennessee. So let's, let's go stay by the diamond mine. We'll go dig for diamonds and probably find like some quartz and or cubic zirconia or something uh but hell i get to go to a diamond mine and but like thinking about yeah what you enjoy doing and where you're you're just free to go wherever you want mm -hmm. and it's it's great like we have certain spots we have to go in the next like six months sure. but in between there is is great it's great so i i definitely understand what you're saying too about the the staying put and kind of catching up and catching your breath um it is easier to focus when you have when you know you don't have to figure out where you're going next right um, it's yeah for sure for sure um so you have two cats yes on the road with you now with the car it seems like that would probably be doable probably a lot of the airbnbs are open to cats it's no it's, no no God. more dogs than cats yeah so usually when they say pet friendly they mean dog friendly they don't oh, okay. cat friendly I, sometimes i feel like asking to bring my cat is like saying i want to bring my donkey you know like <laughs> People are just like, we don't allow cats. Oh my gosh, that's not what we meant when we said pet friendly. So yeah, we we really have struggled to find Airbnbs that will take the cats. But luckily, we have really good reviews, you know, ourselves as right. stayers with Airbnb. Our cats have great reviews too. People are like, when they left, we couldn't even tell that they had a cat. And, you know, we, we work at that to make sure we use furniture covers. Um, you know, we travel with the Dyson vacuum so that it really picks up a lot of the cat hair. We pick up rugs. We pick up knickknacks when we arrive so the cats don't accidentally knock it over or puke on a rug. So oh, you're responsible. So you're, yeah. you're responsible. <laughs> yeah, we're responsible. So we really try hard to make sure that there is really no evidence or issues when we leave with the cats. And, you know, that has really come in handy where people are, we're on the fence, but then they look at our reviews and they're like, well, you know, it looks like you guys are, you know, traveling really responsibly. And so they, they will consider it and, and let us stay. 
Some people have absolutely no problem with cats. They're like, oh my gosh, I have, you know, five cats myself, love cats. No, they're not a problem. You're perfectly fine. But, you know, it's definitely been few and far between. If there's 10,000 Airbnbs in a state and, you know, then dog friendly, like makes it 500 left, cat friendly is probably 50, <laughs> you know? So we, we sometimes have slim pickings. Yeah. Yeah. We run into that with the dogs and I always communicate, Hey, we have three dogs that are all over 130 pounds. Like our biggest one is 180 ish. I'm guessing like we don't have a scale anymore. We had a livestock scale on the farm that we would weigh the dogs on and we really couldn't justify bringing that with us on the road. So I don't really know how much they weigh now, but, um, yeah, I try to, I'm open about that. I'm like, Hey, we have three enormous dogs. Our dogs are on leash all the time they are like we have a whole social media brand for them uh i'm not gonna let them run around at your place i'm sorry like um that's not i'm not down <laughs> so i stress to them no that's gonna be no problem as long as you don't have dogs running around we're cool we're cool so definitely understand the being responsible and, and people being open to that when they when you're just like blatantly straight out hey i take care of my my stuff like i understand and it's a reputation thing. We stay at a lot of hip camps and I mean, just it's, it's hand in hand with Airbnb, same, same setup, different, different stays, but uh, yeah, it's all on reputation. So I get it. I get it for sure. Uh, how are they going to be with, uh, with the flying and have they been on planes before? No, uh, -uh. no, the, the traveling with cats has been way more challenging than we expect when everybody, anybody's, asked me like, what is the most challenging part of being a digital nomad? I say traveling with cats, hands down. It is the most difficult, difficult thing. Um, you know, they really take a bit to acclimate to the new place. Um, and, you know, they definitely don't like hotels. They've gotten a lot better. We've done a lot of work with them. And they've gotten so much better. But I mean, it used to just be pointless. If we got two hours of sleep at a hotel, it would have been a miracle. You know, by the time that we were falling asleep, they were getting going and screaming. And we're like, oh, my God, we're going to get kicked out of this hotel. And they would do it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And, you know, 9 a.m. rolls around and Greg and I are ready to roll out. And they've fallen asleep. And we're like, you know, bags down to our knees. And so, um, yeah, hotels used to really be challenging, but they've gotten so much better. We actually stayed in uh, North Dakota, I think it was, or South Dakota, in a hotel for two weeks. And, you know, we were like, oh, Brian, let me tell you, we're like, this is going to work. This, we were manifesting the crap out of that. This is going to work. They're going to love it. They're going to adjust quickly. And they actually did. So, um, ever since then, they've done a lot better. How they're going to do on the plane, we have no idea. But, you know, it's one of those things that we're taking a flight from Dallas to New Jersey. We're going to actually stay there a couple of days just to give them some time to decompress from that first flight because it does have a layover. Uh, so it's going to be a long day. So we're staying a couple days in New Jersey. Let everybody chill and calm down. And then we're getting on that plane from JFK directly into Athens. So it's, it's going to be a, a long day for sure. 
Yeah. Um, do they have sedatives they could they could use or anything? Yes, we've already talked with the veterinarian. We have the sedatives that we need in order to give them, and you know, definitely want to keep them mentally and emotionally in a great space. So we'll definitely be using those to make it easier on them. Right. So and how uh, is how is Greece? Um, how is Greece compared to the U.S. with pet friendly? Is it um, have you kind of explored? I mean, I, I would think that you've looked into it. Yes. So actually, we have hired a pet travel agent in case you didn't know that there was such a job. There is uh, in order to help us to get the cats into Greece because the paperwork is fairly significant. And really, it's no different if we were going to Paris or Portugal, et cetera. Um, the, the paperwork in requiring um, information on the pets because we're basically importing them into their country. Right. And there's a very specific process with seals and signatures and all sorts of things that has to be done just so, uh, so that once we get over into Greece, we can actually get them their pet passport um, so that we can travel throughout Greece with them, get on the ferries and all that good stuff. And so, yeah, it's um, it's complicated. We're definitely just like everything else from getting the background check or fingerprints. We have to get some uh, some of the um, documents that we have in Apostille, right? Validating that our birth certificate is really real, validating that our marriage certificate is real. Um, you know, all of these things. So there's there's quite a few steps, even the the international driver's license, right? We got that recently and we were like really excited about that. So there's just lots of things. And, you know, specifically with the pets, the pets do make it even more complicated because of these steps. But once we get there, it should really be smooth sailing with having all of their documentation in order. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I would, I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed. I, I just, I don't know if I would be, I don't know if I could take that on. I'd be like, I'm just going to stay in the U S for another like 15 years, however long it's gotta be. It'll be worth it. I mean, that's the thing, you know, it's a little bit challenging. It's nothing that isn't, it's not insurmountable. Right. And that's right. why we hired the pet travel agent because it was kind of feeling overwhelming. And like I said, you have to dot the I, cross the T, and it has to be done just so. And I was like, you know, I'm really out of my depth here. If we get to Greece and have to literally turn around and haul butt all the way back and it was for nothing, that just seems ridiculous. You know, the pet travel agent is costing me 200 bucks a cat to make sure that all the paperwork is done. And so I'm like, done deal, you know, like, how, how did you find out? How did you find out about a pet travel agent? Was it like, um, research, just research and asking, asking lots of questions and, you know, looking at the vets who are certified in order to sign these documents, you know, had to find the veterinarian, right. And I'm asking them, how are we going to do all of these things? Because the vet has to do things. I have to do things, right? We have to send documents away. Then those documents have to be received. It's a whole process. And so, you know, and calling around, trying to find the right vet that we wanted to partner with to make sure that all of this happened. I'm asking all the questions. I'm doing all the research. And so, you know, that's when pet travel agent came up. Now, some pet travel agents will actually come 
send a car for your pet, pick your pet up, take it to the airport, get it on the plane for you, get it into the country, and then it's there waiting for you. They'll even deliver it to you in the new country that you're at. So a little bit different, right? We don't have a St. Bernard, so we don't really need that service. But again, the, the pet travel agent does still apply, just trying to get the documents for the cats to be able to get them over there. So there's a variety of pet services that can help you navigate all of these international pieces of trying to get your pet over there. So it was quite a, this whole thing honestly has been an incredible learning experience. And I'm so excited to be able to help your tribe, my tribe with this information, you know, so it just, we, we've got it, you know, we're putting it all in our ebook, um, you know, to make this information available to other people to save them time too, you know, so I just feel like I'm the guinea pig and I'm happy to be that. Well, yeah, yeah. And that, that's kind of the road I, I've gone down. Like, I, I mean, there's plenty of people that are full-time RVers. There's plenty of people that have retrofitted campers, but I'm doing it for the first time and I'm making mistakes and I'm doing stupid shit and we're doing things that are working. Um, so documenting that all is just, it makes me feel like that's what's, that's what I'm doing. Like that's, I'm just, I'm putting education out there for people to, to use um, and being a travel blogger. So you, so you do the bookkeeping and you also are a travel blogger. Yes. Going through this experience has got to be content gold. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, just, just the, just the international, like the, the hoops and jumping through it all in the process. Um, like, that's days and days of content. That's fantastic. Well, even we learned this week, Greg and I both thought we had this brilliant idea because we're in an Airbnb with our FBI background check. Just in case it got delayed, we were going to have it sent to our son um, at his apartment. So we did the whole our name and care of his name, his address. Well, they declined to do the FBI background check because it wasn't coming directly to us. And so we had to then jump through all of these hoops to change the address to the Airbnb that we're staying at. It was a UPS situation. But I never would have thought of that. Now I can put that in my ebook when you do your FBI background check. You know, a lot of us on the road do mail in a variety of ways, right? right. We send stuff to our kids. We send it to our domicile address. We send it directly to the Airbnb we're staying at. You know, we could send it to a friend to bring it to us when we see them. Like, it's all over the board, right? Because packages can be difficult on the road. And so, um, you know, we just, we thought we're, we're going to make this as easy as possible. Our kid's going to get it. No problem, right? It, it doesn't go missing. So, you know, that was just another example of how I have now something to share with people. And I almost feel like the universe screws with me a little bit and is like, you want content? We're going to give you content. We're oh, going yeah. to make sure that it's as difficult as possible. You're going to work out all the bugs for everybody on the planet right now. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I'm I'm up for it. Like, hey, bring it on. I asked for the challenge. I'm in it for the challenge. 
we uh yeah that was kind of a couple weeks ago i was thinking oh man uh we've been here a long time like we get a lot of content traveling and moving and and the experiences as we go um and we've been here for three months and i'm like okay it's getting kind of you know i've hit i i explore cemeteries i do all sorts of weird shit while i'm at places and so i've hit all the cemeteries that were kind of close and yeah, of course it rains for like five days straight and we're like stuck in our campsite. Like we can't get our truck out because it's so slick going up the hill and it's like all gumbo mud. And so we've had like a friend bringing us stuff and this and that. I'm like, oh, of course, of course. That's because I was probably thinking I needed a little content. <laughs> <laughs> there you yep. go. Watch what you wish for. Yeah, for sure. So you kind of do, you don't do the fancy Insta perfect, um, like picture perfect image of the travel blogger. You're yeah. kind of, you're kind of all out there and it is what it is. Uh, us two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with, with purpose, you know, I think that Greg and I both feel really strongly about the negative messages that are going out not only to adults but specifically to kids about perfection your images have to be perfect you have to look perfect you know i see other travel bloggers who you know are in the beautiful red dress that's flowing and it looks magical and magazine worthy that's their thing awesome i'm so happy for you but i feel called to do something very different to, you know, I, I normally don't wear makeup. Uh, I normally have my hair thrown up into a bun like I do talking to you right now. I usually have jeans and a t-shirt or I'm in sweaty hiking gear, you know, cause I'm out. Um, I do not wake up in the morning and go, I need to record something. So what do I have to do? It's I get up, I get ready. I pretty much look the same every day because it's not important to me. Um, and then it's like, I'm, uh, oh, you know, I feel inspired in this moment to capture and share this thing. And so I'm going to do that. And I do that if I'm in my pajamas, whether I've brushed my teeth or not, whether I've even put a comb through my hair, you know, and yes, you better believe I will post that. You know, I don't edit my face. I don't whiten my teeth. I don't plump or trim. You know, we don't edit out power lines. We don't edit, edit our photos to the point that we manufacture elements. Like if there's not a rainbow, we don't put a rainbow. If it's not a sunset, we ain't creating a sunset, right? Like I want so much to create this revolution of authentic imagery uh, authentic videos. And my whole life purpose right now is finding my own authenticity and hoping to inspire others to find theirs. So you better believe we, we are not creating images of perfection here. We might do a little light correction here and there, but you know, we, we really have a intention to not over edit our images to the point that we've committed to it. It's a page on our website. We believe that no, no self-confidence should be harmed in the taking of our images, right? Whether someone's viewing it or someone's in it, everybody should be able to feel great about themselves. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. We, so we, we started this whole like social media um, and doing this when we were on our farm. So we had a homestead for seven, eight years. Um, and that was always the struggle was the Instagram to get the traction in the homesteading. Everybody's got their perfect chicken coop that has no dust or, or chicken shit anywhere. Like I've never, I've like, I've never really understood how there was a chicken coop with no chicken shit. There were like right. chickens there and right. chicken shit constantly. Right. Like, they, there is always one shitting. So how do you have a chicken coop with no chicken shit? Like I never right. understood that. Uh, yeah, that wasn't my place. <laughs> so, so going on the road and like, I, I totally get like, it, it makes you feel like you're, you're cheapening yourself to mm-hmm. make it something that it's not. Absolutely. Yeah. My whole purpose and focus right now is first and foremost to be true to myself. Um, And I'm hoping that that inspires other people to live truly to who they are as well, to, you know, accept themselves as they are, to not feel like as women that we have to get all made up and dolled up and constantly looking for outside affirmation, acceptance, validation, confirmation, right? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to give that to myself. I don't need your approval. And, you know, that's just where I am in my life is that there's, there's so much inside of me that has incredible value. And, you know, I just look at this body. This is just a transportation system. It's no different than the car outside, right? right? So I, I don't go outside and put lipstick on my car every day. So it's just something I don't feel attached to the outside physicality. What makes me awesome, what makes me powerful comes from inside. And so that's where I personally put my work in focus. And for whoever loves to, you know, get all dolled up and dressed up, it does feel nice sometimes. It's just when we get to the point that we're doing it because we feel like we have to, to be accepted for it to be okay, right? That's where I'm like, nope, you know, if I don't feel like it, it's not happening. I'm I'm going to stick with what I feel is authentic and true. Yeah, I was, I was, that was one of the things that originally attracted me to my wife was she doesn't wear makeup, never has like she, they made like her, her maid of honor and her mom, they all made her put makeup on for her wedding. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. She's like, I don't want to, I want to look like me in my pictures. If I put makeup on, that's not me. And I was like, I get it. But they have to. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and like when we were figuring out the camper we were figuring out water and we were figuring out electricity and all this and she had long hair and it was a lot of maintenance she shaved she loves it. every couple of days and she loves it yeah i saw her walking behind you i mean it looks absolutely fantastic i love it i was thinking yes. how awesome she looked yeah, she's got she's got a great head for it for sure. It's like perfectly round and no divots or anything. Like I shave my head and it just it it's it's like all lumpy and stuff. But <laughs> I do it anyway. <laughs> but she say she saves us a ton of water. She saves herself a ton of headaches, and she's never been happier. She's like, I don't care. I don't. I don't. Awesome. And she looks great. That's the thing. She looks great. Like it's easy to say you don't care when you look great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so. You've been on the road for 600 and some days now. Yes. 
what would you say are the biggest changes you see in yourself um, from the time you've kind of launched to now? Like, wh- how has this changed you for the better and for the worst, if it has at all? Um, definitely not anything bad. All of the changes have definitely been tremendous uh, in a positive way. I would say that I am able to look back and see how many fears that I really worked at with a lot of intention. Fears of being able to feel like I could safely move through the world by myself was a big one. Another big one was heights and bridges. Um, You know, right off the bat, our very first stop, I was already like digging into why am I so afraid of bridges, you know, and really trying to put myself in situations of getting into height situations to the point that I was actually able to celebrate one of my birthdays on the road by mountain climbing, like with the gear, right? So when I left Dallas, I was afraid to get on a step stool that, you know, like to reach something up in the cabinet and getting on the road, I'm celebrating my birthday by climbing a mountain with this little tiny rope in charge of my life, you know, and I'm all strapped in in the gear and everything. And, you know, just looking out behind me and seeing how far I had climbed and how far I could see was just absolutely incredible. And so, you know, I really with intention focused on that, focusing on, getting in touch with letting go of control, letting go of my need of perfection, like we were talking about before, learning better to go with the flow of life, that things are going to happen, things are going to come up. My trust in myself to deal with those things has deepened so much that that's what's allowing us to go to Greece. It's like, yeah, stuff is going to go wrong. I know that it will because that's the way life goes, right? But I trust myself to be able to look at the situation and say, okay, this is how we're going to handle it, right? And to be able to work with Greg in a way that we have been able to make this partnership work in a way that I never thought, you know, like I had hoped with him retiring and us getting on the road that we would come together in love and in partnership and in business. But the way that it actually has happened has been absolutely tremendous. And I'm so excited about our relationship even more now. So, you know, I mean, I honestly feel like we could spend hours and hours and hours of me trying to tell you all the ways that this travel has changed me has helped me grow, has challenged me. And I am just so here for it because it's been incredible. I just feel like I'm just so much more of a powerful person than I ever was before. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I see everything you're saying in just the, the little time that we've spent. Uh, I mean, we spent two years planning and doing the camper so and all the research and everything so you kind of get a feel for what what's going to happen but then then you actually take that step and 
we hit the road. We hadn't sold our house yet. We had that safety net. We could always cancel. We had like, we had a purchase offer on it. We could have canceled and gone back and did whatever. Um, the day we signed the closing papers, it was like, huh? Yeah, we, we got nowhere to go, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> like, that's perfect. Like, I'm glad we don't have anywhere to go. Um, let's figure out where to go. And things started kind of manifesting themselves. Um, kind of presenting themselves and and we're really just letting letting kind of the adventure plan itself um because we don't we're restricted by weather really um i mean and not even we 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 can go into the cold uh we can stay in the warm we prefer not to that's why we're mobile uh, but, <laughs> but kind of um letting it the direction that we're heading manifest itself and it, it's kind of freeing for sure for sure um and uh it's an adventure and we've gotten stronger as a couple too and i i i enjoy i mean my my wife is i mean to deal with me she's got to be a saint uh but i could never ask for anything more but the the change as we spent time in this project together uh the farm was all together uh, and then going to, into this project together and then hitting the road and learning how to live this different lifestyle together has been really rewarding. So I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I am totally in, we're like, we're on the same journey in different, in different planes. Um, yeah. And it's, it's great. Yeah. I, and I see, I see a, a big parallel because you're still traveling you're still driving together. Um, right. That's one thing that we really bond over is our time in the vehicle together. Yeah. People always ask me, they're like, how have you not killed each other yet? Like confined, <laughs> right? For eight, 12, 14, 16, 18 hour drives. You know, then you get to the, the Airbnb. You guys are confined there, you know, all day, all night, you know, together. And I'm just like, I, I, I love it. I, I love being with him, you know, even if he goes to the store, I miss him, you know, like, but we also have balance in the fact that we do activities separately. He has his road biking. I have my hiking, you know, there are some activities that I'm like, oh, I, I want to go here. He's like, I'll be out on my bike. Tell me how it was, you know? And so we do have our own separate things. Plus I have work. I have clients that I'm interfacing with. Right. And Greg has never met a stranger. So he'll, you know, be out in neighborhoods, making friends, making plans. We, we go into town and, you know, he's talking to all of the, the shop owners and, you know, so, I mean, that's just his thing. Right. And right. so we each have, our time away. And so it really is a good amount of balance of together and apart that keeps things fresh and interesting and things for us to talk about. Cause people are like, you're experiencing so much together. What is there to say? I'm like, we are always talking. We always have stuff to talk about. Plus there's plans that we're making, you know, this has to be done. This has to be done for the next thing. Did we pay for the Airbnb? You know, like all this stuff. So, I mean, inevitably, we're always talking and it doesn't get old. I mean, you you have those oh shit moments too, where you're like, oh my God, did I pay for the next week? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, part of the expansion uh, and letting go of control is right now, we only have two weeks 
booked in Greece and we leave in about a month. And so like, we really, you know, it's, it's just been a really busy time period with bookkeeping. And so it's like, I have got to do that because when we meet at that Greek consulate, I have to show them where we're <laughs> staying. And hopefully there's some place that we're staying. I'm relying on the universe to go, you know, whenever it is the right time and I can carve out that time to actually book Greece, you know, all, everything is going to fall into place. Everything is going to be perfect and wonderful. And, you know, so I'm just really holding on to that. Otherwise, like we talked about, things change and we may have done all of this and we may still not be going. Who knows? It'll be, it'll be perfect enough. Exactly. It's, it's perfect enough. And, that's, that, and that's, that's where I've been to in my life for sure is everything is happening because that's what needs to be happening or that's what needs to be happening for the next thing to happen. Um, and it's perfect enough and it's what it is. So let's just enjoy it. And if it sucks, let's, you know, like get through it and enjoy the next thing. So, yeah, well, like I said, I mean, we're not even attached to Greece. Like if at the end of this, you know, it doesn't work out. If something happens, we'll go apply for Portugal and maybe we'll end up in Portugal this year and try Greece next year. You know, we're just learning to go with the flow, right? Awesome. Whatever makes sense in that moment. Pivot? Okay, we can. You know, we're, we're trying to really not stay attached to anything specific, but just stay open to whatever opportunities the universe brings us. And learning that when it gets hard, like really hard, it's probably not for me right? It's the universe saying, this is not for you, girl, go to the next door, it'll open a lot easier, you know, so I'm all about going, okay, life doesn't need to be hard, like we've been conditioned, it can be easy. So, you know, staying unattached, going with the flow, being open to other possibilities. That's where we're at. Awesome. Awesome. So coming up on an hour, um, your story is fantastic. And, and I mean, it's evolved already, but it's only starting. Yeah. Um, this, this trip we've talked about sounds epic. Uh, if the, my listeners want to kind of catch up with you, um, know what you have going on, what do you have coming up besides the big trip? Do you have any big plans coming and where can they find you? And I'll have all the links in the, in the description, but let me uh, let, take the floor. Let me know what's going on. Yeah, so obviously the plan is to go to Greece um, and, you know, we will continue to have all of our um, digital nomad resources available. So Tales from an Untamed Soul. Uh, most of the time people really struggle with limiting beliefs, right? Trying to go from where they are to getting on the road. So we actually have an online course to help people uncover those limiting beliefs and be able to transform them into something that will help them be their most powerful self and claim the life that they really want. We also have an ebook, How to Become a Digital Nomad, that addresses all of the myths, all of the challenges like domicile, insurance, packages, right? All the different ways that you can digital nomad. There's a million people, there's a million ways, right? And, and we provide information, and I'm so excited that people keep telling me, I never heard of that before. I didn't know about that. So definitely check out the ebook. And, you know, fingers crossed, we have a hardcover book coming, um, a, a travel magazine coming, some really, really fun stuff. 
Um, we also, you know, have destination guides on the site that people are like, okay, I want a digital nomad. Where do I go? And so we actually are launching last year's series of, of destination guides here very soon. Um, and we already have some on our site from year one of all the places that we would recommend places to stay, places to eat, activities to do, hikes to do, road cycling to do. Um, and so we have even more of that coming. So yeah, just, you know, lots of fun plans coming up for this year of being able to offer more and more resources to be able to help people. Oh, and I always forget, and Greg keeps telling me I need to mention this, you know, if that is not for people, we actually have, uh, you can book time with us and just talk with us. We'll answer all of your questions that you want to know about being a digital nomad. So that's on the website too. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So basically it sounds like go to your website and bookmark it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, all the yeah. All I mean, <laughs> I, I, try to, I try to tell people what's on my website and I'm like, okay, well, I'm into this and this, and this is kind of on there. And I have my podcast and this, and this is the other thing. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, just bookmark it. Go back a couple times and, and you'll, you'll, you might find it all. <laughs> Yes. And the fun thing about the ebook is we're always adding to it. You know, like every time I do another thing for Greece, I'm popping back in there and adding to something that we've learned or information that we received. So speaking of bookmarking, I always recommend bookmark that ebook once you download it or once you grab that link, go back to it because there's Refreshing. always new information. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, we're there. We're at that hour and I try to keep, keep my word. Um, if you have any last thoughts, if there's anything you want to wrap up with or, uh, leave us with any in-depth or philosophical, or just maybe, Hey, we'll see you later. Um, the floor is yours for, for a minute here and then we'll wrap things up. I would just like to remind people that, especially those, if you're listening and you're thinking, I really want this life that they have. They sound like they're having so much fun. I just want you to know that anything is really possible. You know, speaking for myself, I'm just an ordinary person. There's nothing more or less special about me than there is in you. All I did was I woke up one day and I decided that I wanted this life more than the stuff in my house, more than the attachment to my home, more than being attached to being in a specific location. I just woke up and decided that I wanted something more fun. I wanted a new experience. I wanted to travel and see new things and to be challenged as a person. And in that decision became the steps necessary to get there. And I worked one by one through those steps until the car was packed, the lease was canceled, the stuff was gone, and we were driving away from Dallas to our very first location. That's it. It's it's not complicated. It That really was it. There was a lot of steps in between, but it really was as simple as that. And I truly believe that if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anything is possible for any of us. We just have to want it and we need to make a decision to go get it. I, yeah, okay. That's it. That's perfect. <laughs> Elise, I, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on. I, and, and 
as you get through Greece, um, we'll probably have to have you come back on and 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 catch up and see how things are going. But I would I, love that. Oh, for sure. I I will have a I'll have a calendar reminder to to shoot you an email and see how things are going for sure. But I really appreciate you being on tonight. I'm gonna wrap things up. I uh, I I can't thank you enough. It's been a great chat, and I will definitely encourage everyone to look at the links in the video description, in the audio description. Catch up with you. Check out your stuff on your site. And uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for being here. Thank you. All right, that was an awesome interview. Be sure to go check out Elisa's stuff and uh, and follow along with their adventure. They're getting ready to take off to Greece and, well, hopefully Greece, maybe Portugal, wherever it's supposed to be, they will head out. Uh, this has been another edition of Lots to Talk About. I'm glad you were here to, to listen, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I can feel the sun shining